Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio starts now. Season 7 is underway. I can feel it. Can you feel it? The idea when a project hits another gear. It's beautiful, and hopefully the projects you're working on get that feeling as well. Global Boys here, the mayor, as always, hanging out in the mayor's office, getting myself acclimated to traveling again. Uh, at the time this is recorded, I just got back from Alaska performing at the Before You Die Comedy Festival. And even though I am a podcaster slash DJ slash host, uh, comedy was the first love. And being able to go to one, a brand new state, a brand new city from my perspective, but be able to perform in front of new audiences, it just warms the heart. And even though I was a little bit nervous about traveling, I felt pretty safe throughout. Uh, hopefully the start of new comedy experiences, stand-up experiences, as I get acclimated into this post-mayor's office <laughs> life. Well, you know what? I'll take the mayor's office with me. It'll be all over the world. It'll be the most traveled mayor's office on the planet. On today's episode, we're hanging with Neeson Williams. And if you don't know Neeson, you should. This individual here has a brand new show on the Revolt TV network in a session. But I met him through the world of professional wrestling. And I know when I said that on the cover, the back cover of my book, Graduation Day, everything in life I learned through professional wrestling. Well, Neeson and I have a bit of a kinship. We both want to go on the world. We both have ideas and we both are looking for that next level. So you're going to enjoy just two guys chopping it up uh, where it comes to establishing the quote unquote hustle and where does it go from there. In the meantime, NewAmsterdam.com, KWAmsterdam.com, and please, please, please support the show in a multitude of ways. You can buy a t-shirt over at flobito.threadless.com, and you can become a member of the Boisterous Crew. That's our Patreon, patreon.com slash flobitoboys, and unlock uh, full-length video interviews weeks before it's available to the public. Well, without any further ado, my chat with Neeson. Welcome back to the Ram Sam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Voice, in the mayor's office, hanging out with people who are doing the dang thing. But my guess, I mean, this guy, I've seen him in three different dimensions, whether it's wrestling, whether it's producing, whether it's music. And I'm just scratching the surface of what this man does. He says, I do a lot. This guy does a lot. Please welcome Neeson to the show. How's it going, sir? Hey, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on this uh, glorious platform in the in the mayor's office, uh, virtually, if you will. I, <laughs> yeah. I I appreciate it. I feel honored. Do I have to do like a type of like pledge? Do I have to put my hand on a Bible or something? Or? Uh, you're fine, man. It's no elections. I get it every single year. It's all for okay, great. Okay, great, great, great. Just want to make sure. Hey, vote or die. Vote or die, guys. Vote or die, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that because you know <laughs> association, association. But uh, vote or die. Vote or die. Respect, man. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate the show. Uh, I know that yeah, you do a lot. So the question I have for you is, I mean, you're at a party and someone goes, hey, bro, what do you do? How do you answer that question? <laughs> I laugh. Just, oh, just like okay. this. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, what don't I do is usually the question. Um, that it's That's always a tough question. No matter, even if I felt like I was a barista at Starbucks, it would be a tough question because like, what, what do you mean? What do I do? Like, I... I 
barista at Starbucks, I still go home and I play WWE 2K22. I will go skateboarding. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, <laughs> shout out. Uh, I will go play basketball. Like, I do a lot, you know? I think, <clears throat> so I I turn that question and I had to start working that. I, I ask people, I say, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. And when you say that, that's a different, like, you see the fire that people get under. Like, oh, like, man, I'm, I'm, f- passionate about fabricated eggs like or like you know something like it's like what yeah, <laughs> I'm passionate yeah. about 3d printing it's like oh right God, all right are you a 3d printer no i'm actually an accountant but i want a 3d and then that cut you know i say it could build so um i usually say i do a lot or i do a lot of bit of everything um that's usually my reply Wow, that's a good thing to say. It kind of gets you out of trouble, right? If you're at a party and someone latches on something that's kind of boring, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about that aspect of my life, but I can say mm-hmm. things I want to underscore. Um, so when I met you through the hashtag show, that thing, let's talk about this first. Digital network yeah. platform. What is your relationship there? Because I feel like you're like a producer, creative brand manager, host. This is from the outside <laughs> looking in. What exactly is your role with the hashtag show? I worked with them before. If you guys follow me on flipio.com. I have some interviews posted there. Yes, sir. Um, first of all, thank you for for just lending your amazing talent uh, to that hashtag show, bro. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah. Check check it out, man. Uh, but I'm going to first take that clip of you calling me the creative director, and I'm going to take that. And then on my next negotiation, I'm going to be like, hey, look, this is what people see me as, and this is what I represent. So therefore, let's have a conversation about Fair. money. Um, no, I I'm I'm just a I'm just a I'm a, so I'm a producer there. I'm a host there, and really just a contributor in any mm-hmm. way possible. Um, I row, uh, which is well, actually, I that how I got in is from Junior. I actually used to be Junior supervisor at Starbucks, and he um he had that hashtag show a long time ago, and mm-hmm. yeah, and I was like uh. It's like, man, you know, you he's talking about wrestling. And I was like, man, like he's like, you don't know nothing about wrestling. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. oh, this is what I this is what I do. This is what I work for. Or, you know, this is it saved my life as a lot of people. Like wrestling is, you know, the my like my love. Right. Um, and he's like, No, you don't know. Nah. So he finally calls my bluff and invites me down to substitute for a guy on a show with Jay Pingle. Um and Jay Pingo and Johnny, uh, Johnny Dope Kicks. And <laughs> it was like brothers reunited. Mind you, Pingo's only been in town for like, he just moved to LA, he's only been there for like two weeks. Oh, so, wow. and I mean, Parker has been, you know, from Detroit, but he's been here, but it was just like three brothers and we just like melded together. And yeah. right after, um, and I was just a substitute. And, uh, Right after they're like, oh yeah, we have to have uh, the three, the two of them were like, we have to have you on. And then I met the owner, Ro. And Ro is the guy that's really like my big brother. He's really that looked out for me, and he was just like, man, like you have a mind, uh, you're creative, you know. Let's let's try to cultivate that. You know, I would love to have you here, and um, that's how that's how the relationship formed. You know. So sometimes creatives have this thing where like we we have. Uh, a little bit of a knowledge we have that gift and someone goes yo you got it and then we go no not me man we don't uh <laughs> that kind of like that shine especially uh creators of color female creatives yeah. immigrant creators what has been your experience with that uh coming to grips with understanding and harnessing your own skill your own talent your own kind of swag if you will 
um I always looked at always looked at the the term of uh better than the next man. I always looked at it as I'm no better than the next man. Mm-hmm. I'm literally no better than the next man. But I'm the best whenever I'm actively doing something. Like it's I've always had this like weird, I don't know if it's because I was like the smaller kid maybe growing up mm-hmm. and like I played basketball. Like, so basketball is like the first thing and I, I credit everything to basketball then to music because it taught me one team, uh, taught me how to play with a team. It taught me, I was always the captain. <clears throat> Damn. Excuse me. I was, I was always the captain and I was the, I was a point guard. Right. So it taught me about control. It taught me about looking to set other people up. But then it taught me that you have to have this undying confidence that you're better than that next man every single day. Mm-hmm. And um, but at the end of the day, you're no better than you know the the 13th man on your team, right? Like right, you're right. so it was just this weird thing. That's how I always thought. So when it came to like uh uh, any opportunity especially when it came to music and you know you talk about it but when it came to music it was a thing of like like you know i oh yeah like no i'm, I'm no better like no that person's great like that person is amazing that yeah he's great oh so you don't think you're great no i think i'm the shit excuse my right. that, you See, know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's like you know i, I think i'm that guy now, but that doesn't mean i'm gonna take away from this person like i'm i want i could prop them up it's just like right we could this is gonna come up a lot by the way everything in life is pro wrestling okay i could i could prop that man up as high as possible and all that a great promo a heel is going to talk about how that how that baby face is the most incredible strong they overcome they fight but they're still trash and they're still going to get their ass beat on sunday if they're night. not becky lynch she just buries them but that's not the time. <laughs> if they're not well see even but see even becky even becky though becky's so smart because she does it in a she makes the other person cool like she gives them little names like esther to either make people be like oh okay esther or don't call her that you know like or you know ban the hair ban the whip you know like that she makes things she makes cool things where people could either attach to that cool thing and like feel away about that other person, or they could be like, Becky, why do you keep disrespecting this person? <laughs> so it's so great. It's, it's funny because like, yeah, and and not to do a little plug here, but graduation day, uh, my memoir on the back, I literally say everything I learned in life I learned from pro wrestling. It's absolutely true. But uh, since we're talking about wrestling, here's a question I have in my notes, and that is, quote, what is your unhealthy obsession with Sasha Banks about? End quote. I mean, if look. I do you do you think that uh, a good chicken breast with steamed vegetables is unhealthy? Uh, if it, no. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, no. So, so, so you think so you I so you, what you're telling me you think that you think that <laughs> substance? What you saying, You think that you think that substance? You think that the thing where your body is going to actually create muscle and cut the fat and actually have you performing at your highest caliber throughout the day? You think that's not unhealthy, correct? Are you calling Sasha Banks chicken? What is going on? I'm calling not. Sasha. I'm calling Sasha Banks the the lean meal. That you're gonna intake that's gonna speed up your <laughs> your laughing. No, but for real, the boss, the blueprint, the standard, the goat, the queen of the cell, oh the DDT gosh. Mandalorian, Sasha Banks. And this is why 2015, Barclay, uh, you know, um, takeover. She wrestled herself, apparently. I'm sorry? She wrestled herself, apparently. 
No, 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 no. I, I would, I would tell you this. I've, I watched a lot of professional wrestling, and I watched a lot of, um, you know, we, we all watched how women women came up, and during the time, it was only a couple of wrestlers that really made me feel like the little things you're doing in between the moves, like everything with the 10. And I know that's in the wrestling circle that's thrown around a lot. Like Randy Orton does everything with the 10. Um, 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 can't think of any name, but even edge, I know you don't really care for edge, but even edge does uh, these things. Seth Rollins is really amazing at doing these little things. Roman reigns. Like we can, we can name these big names, but that's because of the little things. And, it was um it was that match. I was I was a fan of Sasha, but I really wasn't because that that whole ratchet thing really rubbed me the wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are they calling this? Why are they why are they calling this black girl ratchet with in this like little 50, 50 crowd arena? And then why are we allowing this? Why are we being okay with this? Mm-hmm. So, but that's what really got me turning her right, like got me looking at her, and then got me looking at the way she was selling. And the way that she was making each and every person bigger, again, propping them up than what they actually are. So then we fast forward to 2015 in Barclay at uh, TakeOver Brooklyn, a match where the story couldn't have been any more perfect for Bailey to win. And when Bailey, when they, when, when they announced those names, Bailey was getting booed mm-hmm. at the top of that match. And Sasha played the heel so perfectly to where the selling of every single comeback and like cut off that Bailey did was just, it was, it was second. To, like I didn't, I had chills. I get chills talking about it. Cause I remember just watching like, why can't there's a handful of men wrestlers across all platforms right now. Finn Balor was one of them. Uh, Kevin Owens was one of them. Um, I mean, we could talk about top John Cena, but this was like, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura was one of them. AJ Styles was one of them, but the bigger landscape, it wasn't a lot. Everybody just wanted to get their shit in. Right. 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 So when you see this woman, this black woman make bait, like Bailey played, of course, the perfect baby face, but she wouldn't have had that canvas to play because that's one thing we could go through the thread. Sasha's going to play. She said it in a promo uh, in the thing. You don't make kids cry. Sasha Banks does. She was not afraid to be that person on mm-hmm. camera and the more i start researching and learning about her the more that she's completely opposite from that mm-hmm. right like people think like she's this and this and that she's not that like i i, I had the the privilege to meet her to meet her and she's just com- the complete oh, cool. opposite and everybody and everybody says that and that so like she's really just loves what she does she's passionate about what she does same way i felt about when ronda rousey came out at the end of royal the first women's royal rumble need us to how it just killed everything else but the passion <laughs> that you've seen in her face it really like i remember just smiling next to pingo i'm like man look at that like when passion reads like that it's second to none so that's my obsession somebody i'm obsessed with somebody that is passionate somebody that is inspirational somebody that is damn good at their job and somebody that is going to make the next person standing next to them her body or not look like a effing star and we've seen it in every single match she's been in she makes them look bigger than her i will say that of the four horsemen sasha is the best seller 
but I just love the fact you get so passionate about Sasha Banks. Uh, <laughs> the boss the but, to stand up to go, the queen of the sale. What am I supposed to do? The DJ <laughs> Warren, the, the SB Award winning, the soon to be Kids Choice Awards winning. I don't look, vote, guys. I don't, I don't know what you want me to uh, tell. The kids vote. Uh, let's talk about you, man, Make, making big moves happen. Uh, what's yeah. cool about the, one of the many projects that you do is that they don't feel the same. They feel different. They're well made. There's a third line, but they do feel a little bit different. In a session is something that you can now see on the Revolt TV network. Walk me through that concept completion. How's that going? How was the call up? What was going on with that? The call up, uh, Vince uh, called. Yeah, me. you're no. going to get paid. <laughs> hey, pal. Uh, <laughs> in a session is my love letter to music, even though it's more than a music show. Uh, I said basketball was the first thing that was like my first teacher, but music really taught me the things about passion, the things about uh, work ethic, the things about not letting no's get the best of you and, you know, fighting your own anxieties and depressions. Um, so when I looked at, you know, I, I stopped doing, I was, my group stopped doing music, stopped creating music. I always felt I wanted to uh, hip hop. Yes. Um, I, I wanted to leave, you know, you always want to leave it better than you are or leave it better than when you, when you came, right. You always want to leave something for the future. I wanted to leave a stake in the grass or in the sand or on a cement, wherever you want to stake your, your claim at in the meats, um, <laughs> wherever you want to put the stake at Buffy, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I did. And so, I was having, I, w- I was in studios, all studios all around the city, all around the world. And I would always have amazing conversations with amazing artists. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, but these artists, you know, you may see them as one way, but we're having conversations about like, you know, the politics, about green thumbs, <laughs> about uh, uh, any and everything you can imagine. I was like, man, if people seen you like this, mm-hmm this is the people this is the person that they will be attached to not this facade because again everything is more pro wrestling than pro mm-hmm. wrestling mm-hmm. um and everything's a facade everything's a character and it's and when especially in music because you have to be large in a life for people to want to attach and aspire themselves to and all those things so but i was having conversations with the real person and so i always kind of kept that in the back of my head and then uh at the end of 2019 or in the summer, rather, 2019, okay. uh, or spring, I was, spring of 2019, I went to Italy to direct a short film uh, with my business partner. And, um, wow, actually, the year before that, I went to Cannes Film Festival because I was I worked on a film uh, in 2018 in Italy, I mean, in London. So okay. that film ended up getting into Cannes Film Festival and I brought my business partner with me and I was like, hey, I kind of been messing around with this idea, like uh, interview show inside a studio. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh, all right, whatever. Cool. Like she just <laughs> kind of blew it off, whatever. Yeah. So then uh, we ended up going to Italy to direct. I directed this film that she wrote in Italy and we shot it in Italy. That's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I, I kind of had the whole idea like we were, it was the day before we went we had a uh, picture was up or the, really the night before like two o'clock in the morning and I was like I think I want to call it intercession and she's like what and I was like yeah like intercession with these 
uh, creators from all walks of life. And I wanted to be like Rap City meets David Letterman meets Sway. Like I, right. I, I wanted to be culture, but I wanted to push the culture and I wanted to push the needle and I wanted to be about multi hyphenates and I wanted to be a discovery show. And again, she's like, yeah, cool. all right, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, we, got, we got to be here in the morning, right? Like go to right. sleep. And I'm like, Go all right. right. So um, we ended up doing a film. I ended up going to Japan shortly after that. And the whole time I was in Japan, I was just like, imagine imagine being because i'm in japan i'm on shibuya shibuya square like i'm discovering all these things but imagine a, a japanese person coming to america or just seeing a show and discovering um somebody that's just hot on a block mm -hmm. right like that's mm -hmm. just this hot this dude that's because we all know that that you know we all know that basketball player that's good enough to play anywhere but is only can't get out of the block right 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 <laughs> right right we all know that floor. Yeah, you know, so I was like, man, but what if I could shine a light on them? And so I got back and I, we put the plans in motion. I was like, look, uh, I got back in like August and I was like, all right, we're, we're shooting this. And that no, like that Thanksgiving 2019, um, we shot we shot four or five episodes that ended up only using like two because we we're mm -hmm. really figuring it out. And um, like my directing, how I wanted to, how I wanted it to look, all these things, and um, man, that just kicked off everything. And then you know, of course, we hit 2020, and we're like, because we did the sizzle, and so we're like, yeah, we're gonna take the sizzle, and we're gonna go around and shop it around, and you know, somebody's gonna buy it because this is great. And yeah, uh, yeah. pandemic hit, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was mad, and I was like, you know, we're still shooting this, so we ended up shooting during a pandemic and revolt the coo happened to uh just be keeping an eye on me for all the things up from music from uh films from i was part of an improv team i was doing improv i was I'm, i am actively acting and was actively acting doing all these things and he was just kind of keeping eyes on me and, I, and he was just like hey man i've been watching you i've been seeing you i want to put you in touch with uh this is before in a session we even had it. Like he knew we what we had. Like, did he like, know? Wanna... Did you know he was uh, observing you, or he just came out the blue one day? And was like, I, I didn't know he was observing me. Okay, I did okay. not. I okay. did not. And he was like, um, you know, I, I want to put you in touch with. I want to put you in touch with uh, the head of acquisition. Oh no, he said I want to put you in touch with like this guy named Travis. So I was like, all right. So he email. He sends an email at midnight with the head of acquisitions. And it's like, hey, I've been following these guys. They've been doing great, blah, blah, blah. I want you to uh, meet with them. So mind you, I'm not knowing he is the COO of Revolt. I left that part out. I right. I just thought he was like an accountant or something. Like, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, cool, man, whatever. Like, you know, great. Um, so when I ended up meeting with Travis, and or I emailed him, you know, you emailed him. He's like, yeah, just send over some stuff and we could meet on Monday. And so I send him a nice little detail. It got sent, you know, when you send emails, you send hyperlinks, you know, you send your, you send quick things and little blurbs and stuff. So we sent this beautiful email to him and he just was like, oh, thanks. I'll review it uh, later. See you Monday. So we're just like, well, whatever, <laughs> whatever right? Yeah. yeah. And, Monday, say the meeting is at like 12 o'clock and um, 
he hits us. We get it. He's in like at 1158. So I'm like, what is like, this is awkward because that's never in LA, right? Right. Uh, full transparency. I was in here three minutes late. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, man. yeah. So, um, so I was like, wow, this is awkward. So the first thing he says when we're like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. He's like, hey, look, first of all, I am so sorry uh, with that dry email that I sent you. We usually just don't get this much quality stuff from people. So I didn't know what I was getting. Yeah. So before we get into everything else, where the hell have you been? <laughs> what the hell have you been doing? Dang. That's so a little that, story. That's how it started. That's how the relationship actually started um, in the middle, you know, 2020. And we just developed we developed this sense and now here we are we we did two episodes for him and talks i mean two seasons for him and talks of a third already and uh yeah the second season will be out in june so first season's out now yeah. so yeah man it's it's uh it's been a wild wild ride what's that like though when when, when someone goes hey i got a tv show you're like oh is it on youtube like no it's actually on a real network revolt i mean it, does it come with a certain kind of feeling does it, does it feel different or is it kind of like no man i just create and it doesn't matter what platforms they are on bro you know it's a little bit of both i i, I don't it didn't hit me until i, I went to my mom's house and I was helping her set up her her Roku TV, and um, you know she wanted all the apps. She had to, I had to subscribe to all every single. I mean, BT like Plus, uh, <laughs> All Black, uh, Paramount Plus, like every every yeah. app I just had to subscribe to. So I was like, oh, I was like, oh, let me give you the Revo app, you know, so you could just watch it here whenever you want, and. So I downloaded and I opened it up and we're on the front page, like the, yeah. like the first thing. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there like, oh, wow, that's crazy. My mom, And then my mom is like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Okay. You know, does the whole like <laughs> thing. And I'm like, and it's the first time it hits because before then it's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. You know, you're it's it's the it's the little guy the big guy thing is like you know you're not supporting me enough or you're not like we need we should be doing this and you know it's all it's always yeah. that relationship um and that just hit i'm like wow like this is what it this this if anything goes awry it's for this now i'm all about just putting it on youtube what did piss me off though because we did start on youtube what did piss me off what people will be like oh yeah uh you got a little podcast right Oh, okay. And I would be like, I'm sorry. We have a whole three cam three film camera setup, uh lighting team, uh sound, you, you know, it's transit. It's it's not just we have a podcast version, but yeah. this is a show. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a thing. So oh, yeah, yeah. So that oh, that will pit boy. That I mean, my my partner used to hate it because like she some will be somewhere and they'd be like, oh yeah, you guys got that little podcast, and she'd just look at me and I'd just be like, you know, I'd do the 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 bane twitch, like bane, <laughs> like a vein just starts popping out like bane on the side of my neck. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And, um, and, and yeah, so far, I mean, any any uh wins any fans come across i'm like yo man i didn't know what this was but i enjoyed it what are people saying when they check out an episode in the session that i think a lot of people it's weird personally people that know me uh, at least with this thing i've been getting a lot of like 
man, you've always worked so hard. I'm happy to see you finally get a win. And I take that as like a backhanded compliment. You just called me the Clippers? Is that what you did? <laughs> you were exactly. taking L's for years. You finally got a dub. Oh my like, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, you first of all, I haven't heard from you in 15 years. You've been watching all the stuff I'm doing, but like, you know, I get a little vote or die, a little, a little shiny suit man uh money behind me. I get a I get a producer all in my video. Uh, you know, that, that's now it's you know, I'm finally happy you gotta win. That's one side, but then I, I understand, you know, I, I get it that because I have I mean, I have not not worked on anything, you know. I don't know what it is not to have something, multiple things go on mm-hmm. multiple times. So uh, a lot of people just they don't really know what to take. They they're like, oh, Neeson's always doing something, right? So when they finally do watch it, it's like, oh, yeah, like this is actually better than I thought. Or oh, you got Amber Riley on there. Oh, you got Rick Jane was Beyonce's trumpet player, and it's like, <laughs> I mean, I. I get it, and I, I appreciate the you know the I guess the enthusiasm and all, but right, like. Right. I love yeah, this podcast. I said it's a show. You know, <laughs> let, me, let me flip this table real quick. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you're not just a, a, the host of it. You do have experience in producing, obviously, the, the movies that you've written and, and the music side, too. Uh, you had produced music videos uh, across the music spectrum, most notably with Abstract Mindset. Saw them live at Neth After Dark, which is a show you produce and co-host as well. Uh, walk me through all of that, man. You are just going all different directions. Music is the bridge, it seems. Is that accurate? That is correct. Music, I when I I don't say that lightly. I owe my life to music. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, where do I start? Music videos, uh, visuals. I've always so even our so my group. Uh, shout out YRF. Um, all of our music videos, I I pretty much co-directed. Like my my favorite music video is a music video called "Old Girl," which is basically like a dream state, and it, it literally like it was sitting down with the director and like what eyes do do you have and i'm like oh what if this happens what if this happens and then like watching it happen mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. um so that was really that was really great and and i had the opportunity and i was always against directing music videos i, I just felt like the the world that they're in now and just where people go with it they don't I grew up in the MTV era. I grew up in 106 in part TRL where like music videos. I mean, you had um, you have Dave Meyer shooting like million dollar music videos and they're telling stories and epic shots and all these things. So I was really inspired by that. And I just felt like if I can't do that, I mean, Belly was a motion picture music video, guys. Like, mm-hmm. so if I can't do something like that, I don't want to do it. Um, and I was writing, writing, you know, writing, directing film stuff. And geez, one of my mentors, he came, he kind of put his arm around me way back when I, I produced this album. And it was right before he went to negotiations, which the the album ended up turning into the DJ Charisma mixtape. Um, and he just got back from Hawaii with Kanye after My Dark Fantasy. And somebody linked us together. He came to the studio first time meeting him and I played him the whole thing and I'm going crazy in there. (laughs) And I, he just like stopped and he was like, 
yo, you remind me so much of homie. Like, and I'm just like, what? And he's like, yo, you remind me of Ye so much. Like, oh, he, wow. he was like, you're more than, he was like, you're more than, than a rapper. Like, you, you got it. Like, you know, and, and you need to trust that. And I'm just like, nah, but I'm trying to get these bars off. Yeah. And, I'm trying, <laughs> and I'm trying to, yeah, but, get your praise, baby. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, but I seen everything cinematically early on. Like, I remember I couldn't write, I used to tell, like, I can't write a song if I can't see the visual. Right. So, um, fast forward to G to abstract mind state when he got the he got the yay you know they got the yay deal like finally i mean we all seen the uh the jesus the jesus documentary on netflix shout out cootie um you know he was there from the jump and then yay basically was like yo you know i want to put an album out on this group that inspired me when i was young and that's abstract mind state when that happened G invited me to the studio with Don C and a couple other like the Chicago boys and he's playing me the record and I'm just like, mind you. And I, I, I have to say this part. I used to go over G's house and G is having, like he's getting his like platinum plaques, like lined on the wall. G's been a part. G found, he got big Sean, his first single at last. Like G yeah. was the A&R for that. Like G was, G was like, a heavy mainstay so he has all these plaques and i used to go over there just feeling super inspired but also feeling like i'm not doing enough right. and then he started playing me kanye chopped up beats like okay these are these are chopped kanye joint this is why this is wyoming sessions kanye this is okay. seven albums seven this is this kanye so i'm like okay. listen i'm like dog like if i could just if I could just steal his hard drive, <laughs> I could just make this some freestyles off this joint, right? How yeah. or how can I convince him just to like let me like to AR album on me? Like, how can I do this? And um, he was like, nah, like I'm about to put out an album. And I'm like, what? I was like, okay, cool. So fast forward, he planned me the album that I've heard from every step since then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this is so dope. Like, I see this, like this, this, this. And I'm talking, me and Don C going back. I'm like, yo, what if I did? Like, I would want to double see this. And I'm just in my element, like just in my in my joint. And uh, he stops it and he's like, yo, I, I, want, I want you to direct the music video. Oh. And I'm like, all right, man, cool. Like, for what song? So <laughs> Abstract Mind States, so Abstract Mind State has a song on the last out on the last track of the album called the Brenda song and it's featuring Kanye West and it's a Beatles sample and it's a big like I love when that when that song came on I was like oh I want this oh this is you know like I just start going I was like yo I see it like this like if because if you're ever blessed enough to go to Sunday service I was like yo it should be like this and this like I'm like pulling ideas and so that was supposed to be the first single and so he was like, I want you to direct the video. I'm like, what? Yeah. I get to direct a, a Kanye West song with Kanye West on it. And like, I get to have this. Ep- I'm talking, it was going to be cranes. It was going to be like yeah. epic, right? I did a whole treatment for it. Kanye, uh, the whole like, you know, divorce thing happened. And he's like, I got word like, yo, Kanye doesn't want to come outside. We can't, oh. we got we to gotta flip the singles. And then I was like, wait, flip the singles. What do you mean flip the singles? He was like, well, yeah, I want you to do all three and then we're going to flip. But now we have to flip the 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 order of what singles come out and what songs are going to be singles. So now I'm like, 
I want to do all. Th- I don't. I don't want to do music videos. First of all, I was like decided about Kanye, but if yeah. I'm gonna do it, you know, um, I got to do all three. I was like, well, okay. Well, if I do all three, they're gonna be connected. Like, I can't just do a normal music video. Um, so that's why the first one is the guidance, which they hop out like animated characters, and uh, they're you know like in a sketchbook. And then the second one is visions to where they have these special glasses where they're able to read people's stats and show like, you know, what they, you know, if it basically, if you came with a warning sign sort of thing. Yeah. And then the last one is, uh, it's the pinnacle. It's the climax. If you follow the guidance and you watch and you, and you know, you, you take heed to your visions, you're going to reach the mountaintop. Um, that's, you know, that's life, right? You guidance visions, mountaintop success and so that's i feel good and so that's the simpler one because that's just a you know this is the full house but the hanging with the homies still eating off paper plates but we're on the mountaintop like we're literally at the top of the hills with a private chef eating out of paper plates man like this this is the life with the homies um so that's like the little connection that i did and that's if i wanted to direct something i wanted to produce music videos it had to interconnect and it had to like add elements that you've never seen before in music videos yeah what what does yrf mean by the way uh it means young rich and fly so it's a state of mind and i, I okay. love we when we when we uh thought of the name we wanted something that meant material because it's if it's one thing about us we could definitely dress um not gonna that's not gonna you know yeah, yeah, not gonna, not gonna share, but that we love to dress, and so people automatically think, you know, materialistic. But young, meaning, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. Uh, rich is not about material things; about being rich in love, rich in family, which in uh, in health and well, and and that's your real wealth. And then fly. It means I could literally walk in with a paper towel around my waist and still be considered the flyest man in the room because it's a state <laughs> of mind. It is not about what you wear. You do what clothes don't wear you. You wear the clothes. Um, and so that's what we wanted to go with. And it really, it really worked because people was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Richard Fly. And it was like, yeah, man, you are. It's deeper than that. But yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Cool, man. Cool, man. Fair, you fair enough, man. I just... <laughs> so, so. You got so many things happening. I'm not sure if you use paper plates, if you use irons and fire, what metaphor you want to use. How do you keep everything organized? You don't go crazy day to day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy. You gotta have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. Okay, that's an answer. That's an answer. I'm crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's no such thing as not going crazy. I, I think um, I'm definitely. I I definitely go crazy. I definitely have my ebbs and flows of like you know, I'm not doing crazy as it sounds. I'm not doing enough or man, I'm taking on too much and I'm not passionate about any of these things, but I have to do them. Like it's, it's, it all, it's, it's never a perfect, you know, level of things. Right. But I think how I tend to balance it or try to level it out is I do have things like professional wrestling where, look, man, yeah, sometimes it does feel like a job where I have to watch every single thing to have some sort of opinion on it. But at times where I could literally like 2K to WWE 2K22 came out, I'm literally going at everybody, including yourself and all of your <laughs> sickle and all of your sickle fans over there at a at a Spotify. Why um, are you doing that? <laughs> Challenge the uh, of fighting game bowls bro- or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but I I think. I, I was telling Justin that wrestling classic the other day because he was like, man, like, you know, I was like, look, I, 
it's enough negative it's, it's enough negativity in professional wrestling and on twitter uh right. you know and why not just have fun in wrestling games the man from here comes the pain no mercy w you know wrestlemania those were the times you really talk crap to your friend like you yeah. could talk crap and play for hours and just laugh and just like play and just go back and forth and so i really was like yo when this game comes out that was my goal i was like i'm gonna go I want to go at everybody and just to laugh, like literally just to say the most crazy, like just have people laughing and bring people together, man. Like, because it's too much negativity. And, and so that's really my, been my outlet, like little stuff like that keeps me balanced. It's like, okay, I'm gonna play for a couple hours. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk crap to Flobo to yeah. Brian H please pronounce yeah, the H, H waters. waters yeah, yeah uh, to, to Jack Tur being a turncoat to, um, to Pingo, just like, Hey man, I got your back. I'm here for whatever, but uh, <laughs> you want to stop talking. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's fun, man. Like, you know, and so I, I try to search for those things that make that, that make me feel like that kid again, that's you know seeing spider-man fucking three times when it's you know i'm like yo just the the being inspired by all these things and you know got batman things behind me watching the boss the blueprint the standard the goat the queen of the cell the ddt mandalorian the SB award winning the soon to be kids choice awards winning sasha banks uh do her thing man to be bigger than the title and i understand i i, I listen to the podcast you shouldn't say everybody doesn't need the title i get it <laughs> yeah. but god damn it the Rock didn't win the title that much. Austin didn't win the title that much. Also true. Also true. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, all that to say, look, I I work out every day at five a.m. every single day. Uh, that that clears my that clears my mind. Yeah, Flobo, come with me. Uh, work out. I, I, I can get up at five, but I ain't get out of bed. <laughs> I, as far as I go. I, I text you. At, you can do it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up at 4:30, man. I'm up at 4:30. I'm out the house at five. Um, you know, I'm I'm doing all the little things in my routine to make sure I stay grounded because I have been in darker places. I have been, you know, to the darkest. I have been, you know, to the highest tops. I've been all those places that people want to talk about and have the conversations of. I, I just found what works for me is a couple of things your anchor making sure i work out making sure that i am having times to watch professional wrestling and making sure that i'm able to laugh like i'm always trying to laugh bro like, i got you it. man i respect the hell out of that in fact i yeah. think we first time we worked together was uh at the at the neff place right I think yeah at, in, at the headquarters yeah at the hq my bad yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was an incident like okay you like wrestling i like wrestling granted you were way too fly for the room bro Chalk line jacket, living life, hundred twenty five percent. It was great, um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, great. I remember you know, what I had on. I'm like, what? Yeah. The hell, man? It was just like, man, it's like, okay, I get it. Like you, you live. It's not you're not a gimmick, but you're living the lifestyle, which which is actually important. Being authentic in what you do. Yes. Uh, so that leads into my my final question. You know, you do a lot. We talked about that. You are doing a lot, and you keep yourself grounded. You got many things in the fire, spin in place. People love you. People know you. You're so apparently going to challenge every wrestling host on the planet to video <laughs> games. But if I had to ask you, mm -hmm. what do you think Neeson's legacy is going to be when it's all said and done? Uh, definitely not people loving me. Uh, <laughs> 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 tomato, 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 tomato. Exactly. Uh, Heel turn. You <laughs> people. Um, and I and I say that you know half half truthfully because 
I feel anyone that does something with passion and and that is the driving factor and they just want it to be great because my goal when I was in the 10th grade, I looked at my my former rapping partner. Um, we were in class and I looked at him in, in history class. I said, I want to be in this. And he said, what? And I pointed to the history book. And he was like, and I was like, I want us to be in here because we were reading about all these people that was like 100, 200 years ago. And I'm like, I want people to look at me and know that I did something to inspire them. Mm-hmm. because people are inspiring me. I want to, I want to make sure I am ins- inspiring, you know, I'm, people I'm not even seeing and touching. And, and, and I know I do see that my niece, she's, she just got accepted to NYU. She's going to film school. And, and there was a thing when she came to me at nine and was like, I want to do this. And we put her on a path to do this. Like literally, like if you want to do this, you have to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And she did every single thing to be able to get accepted into the top film school. And, and it was like, and she hit me. It was like, you are my biggest inspiration. Like I seen it in you and I wanted to follow in your footsteps. So if that's my legacy, I am completely okay with that. If it's just that one person, because that woman is going to change the way we all consume any form of media possible. And I know that I had a little inkling in that footstep, but I also want to make sure that everything I touch and everything I create and everything I do, it is done to the highest quality and is done to the best of its ability. I don't want anything done like half ass, like nothing. Everything is done like it's the last thing and it's the first thing. So that'll be my legacy. Well, look at that, man. Nisa, thanks so much for doing the show, man. No problem. No, we're not going to stop. But before before we start signing off, uh, I just want to finish because every platform I get, I got to do this. Uh, Tell Tall Boy SRS. Tell uh tell Ryan Satin Sheets. Uh you can even tell you can even tell Renee Young Perquette Goodman. You can tell um who else? You can tell Raja. Who Raja? The three-letter bandit. You can tell Raja, hop on the sticks. Yeah, you can tell them, and including your Mac Mania sickle, sickle brotherins over there. You could tell BH Waters, you could tell. Evan Mack, you can tell, uh, I don't even know who else is, because, I mean, yeah, you may have one on-screen producer, but I'm sure there's other producers on there. Tell them to ante up, too. You could tell Kaz. You could tell Shoemaker. You could you can tell Peter effing Rosenberg, the Forever 24-7 champion. You could you could tell the, the Agent Dipperstein, which is Sean's boy. We all know Sean, and that's Sean's boy. And, and uh, yeah, you could tell him, too. And you could tell the other black man that's a part of that's a part of the whole the whole Spotify family. A you curl? can t- <laughs> no no well not him. I was I was talking about uh, uh that guy Greg stat guy. You could tell the statless one himself. The statless one himself. Oh, grab a pair of sticks. I don't care if it's Xbox, PS, Switch, Game Boy, uh, Sega Saturn. I don't care what type of sticks you have. You're going to get all the work that is get. I have clocked in. I have been clocked in. I am going overtime. My hard hat is on. I got my steel toe boots on and I'm ready to serve every single one of your huckleberry dad joke giving pun serving water drinking I hate puns. mayor having hey, oh hey, hey. 
serve all y'all with the with the L's any day of the week, brother. Any day, I don't care if I got Turncoat Jack in my corner or if I got my brother from another mother, Triple JP. The wins are coming this way, brother. That's all. That's cutting all. promos the end of the show. <laughs> WWE 2K gonna... tournament, apparently, with all the wrestling costumes ever. Tournament. Uh, what... Line up. Line them up. Turn so this, if you, this if, is, line them up. If someone sends you hate mail and say you're wrong, how to go about doing that on the internet, man? <laughs> <laughs> how to go about sending you hate mail? <laughs> uh, they can, look, you could please send me all your love mail because love is just a, <laughs> Not anymore. Is another form of love. <laughs> Hate is another form of love, baby. Okay. Send, <laughs> nah, send me all, send, send me all the, the, the love mail to uh, on IG at Stay Fly Life. Even on Twitter at Stay Fly Life, um, I have that as well, which I really need to start using as well. So just Stay Fly Life. Or if you really want to email me, look, I have an email. You can email me. I'm putting it out right here, right now. Uh, it is JW. Uh, I'm sorry, NJW at in a session. Uh, and email me if you have any questions. If I can help in any way, I am always here for that. Uh, you know, I love helping people, man, any way possible. Like, because I had to figure out this way. And if I can make it just a little bit easier from somebody else, that's what I'm here for. Uh, NJW at intercession.com. NJW at uh, stayflyent.com. I don't know what I said first, but you yeah. said in a session, but it's all good. Baby. Gonna it's a lot it. of things, yes. They, they will just Google you because you're on a revolt, you're going to be a star sooner or later. But I want you back on a future episode of New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. I got to go and train this 2K2 game because I get called out in my own show. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Hey, before you go, just want to say my book, Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World, is now available on Amazon. You know, the concept of the book comes from when I graduated college and I wasn't impressed about my commencement speaker and what he had to say. And I said, I had some life experiences. Let me go back in time to a proverbial time machine and tell younger me things I learned as an adult. I share stories about the time where I almost died riding a motorcycle or the time where I had no money but decided to do a wedding in Italy, DJ a wedding in Italy to save my business and much, much more. Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World is available on Amazon. Just look for me at Flobo Voice. so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. <laughs>